one physician, 30 providers, overscheduled, no schedule, hall consults. Sure, I can make this closet a third audio suite. We've all been there. Even on our best days, there is simply a lot happening in any multi-specialty practice. So each week on Doc Talk, guests will share some of their most outrageous predicaments, creative solutions, and best advice that will help providers in every sort of multi-specialty environment improve themselves, patient care, and the people in business around them. Doc Talk invites you into the world of medical audiology, where we can learn the secrets, tips, and tricks of practicing with excellence in these busy clinics from the providers that make it all happen. Hi, Dr. Ramos here from Network of Medical Audiology Professionals, and today I have with me Stacy Long, who is the CEO of Hear Billing Solutions. Stacy, tell me, you know, there's a lot going on in the hearing industry right now. Yes. Right? So, and billing in the hearing aid world is very, very different. Tell me a little bit about how your business approaches that. Yes, yeah, so hearing aid billing is very different than regular medical billing. So we have lots of people that come to us and ask about, you know, the nuances and their authorization processes and how that stuff works. Um, there's been a lot of changes with third parties and with um, other legislations and stuff that in a lot of states mandate hearing be covered. So a lot of people just don't know how to handle the billing part of it and what paperwork and how to get it processed. So we just literally take it from a step-by-step -step approach and help people through it and give them the roadmap to get those things covered and how to do that. Um, we are seeing a, a great increase in what insurances will cover or at least number of insurances that cover a portion of hearing care. Mm -hmm. So that's new for a lot of our smaller offices and some of our bigger offices as well because they're not used to seeing that. They're used to it being a non-covered thing across the board and that's the, that landscape's definitely changing. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned third parties, mm -hmm. uh, and we know third parties are administrators, right? Yeah. They, they're not the insurance company, uh, and patients don't really understand that necessarily. So we're spending a lot of time as providers uh, educating them. How do you see the best way to explain to a patient uh, that the insurance is now in control of their, of their benefit and not them? Yeah, so we have this come up a lot in a lot of our consulting and training sessions that we have with people. And that's one of the number one questions is how do we explain to patients what this is? Because they think it's a benefit. They think that they have this great new product that their insurance has given to them for care. And that's not the truth. Um, so we have a very um, detailed talk track around what third party is and how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. um, we also don't, we train our offices not to shy away from that conversation because a lot of offices would just say, okay, they have 30 party, let's go there because it's easy and they they don't have to explain it as much. Right. So just talking to the patient about truly what it is, it's a discount program. They're trying to give you certain things. You're not able to choose what you want. You're having to buy within their levels and their products and just educating them on what they're actually getting with that service versus what they would get if they came directly to you is a big, big part of that because patients just aren't aware that it's not the, oh, I've got this great benefit. I can pick the hearing aid I want for my listening environments and my professional level of what I need. It's more of a, here's the two options you get or the one option you get in some cases. So you just explaining to patients really what that is, is key and just training the office staff to be able to do that is key. 
Well, and you mentioned third-party administrators, you know, how prevalent they're starting to become and how confusing it is for the patient. <laughs> One product that we've been utilizing in our practice um, has been First Choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has given us an opportunity to, and I know you're involved with mm -hmm. First Choice yes. as well. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you are partnering with uh, First Choice to help bring that benefit to the patient. Yeah, so we've been partnered with First Choice for probably close to a year now, and we are actually a partnership with them. We help do the insurance verifications. We help talk with their offices about what the benefits are before they ever see their patients. If there's a question about a benefit, we help them go through that. But First Choice is a wonderful program that's been brought um, to light, and it's an alternative for these third parties. It's gives the patient the options of to get what they want and it also helps our audiologists because now they're getting a bigger piece of the pie they're getting more of what they deserve versus a small fitting fee and having all these rules and regulations so it's a great alternative to those third parties that are literally taking over some practices i mean we have clinics that that's all they're seeing for referrals is third parties at this point well, and it's going to continue to grow. We mm -hmm. know that, right? Because especially with what's going on with this heightened awareness with hearing, this mm -hmm. disruption in in the industry, yeah. um, and what's happened over the last 18 months has changed a lot of things. Tell me a little bit about how what's changed in your business during yeah, that time. Yeah, we have had a huge uptake of offices um, that are reducing office hours and doing more teleaudiology. Mm -hmm. um, with that comes a lot of extra challenges with the billing and what they can bill for, what they can't bill for, what does teleaudiology really entail? Can we do a simple test over the internet and bill for a hearing test? The answer is no. You have to have certain parameters met. So just dealing with offices trying to make that transition. We also had several offices that really suffered during the pandemic because they couldn't. Ha they had to shut their offices down. And the rebuild of that has came, but it has come with a lot of extra insurance benefits and third party uptake. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it gave the insurance industry a time to stop and reset and kind of plan attack a little bit mm -hmm. because after the pandemic has hit, you know, we have lots more insurances that have some, some part in the hearing aid por portion of care and a lot more third parties that have kind of cropped up and are kind of taken over. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, and it's also making our offices have to shift their thinking. So a lot of our offices that were anti-third party or anti-third party replacement, which is all cash or all insurance, are now looking for any way possible to get those referrals in. And because there's more people going through third parties, if you don't take them, it's harder to get some of those people. So I think it's, had, it's caused a reset across the industry with, with what they want to take and that kind of stuff in their office that they may not have taken three years ago because they didn't need it. Right. Well, in FCOM, this is your first year of being at FCOM. Thank you for having uh, me. Thank you for coming. Well, one, our mission obviously is, one of our missions is obviously education, but education across providers. Mm -hmm. How do you see that impacting not only us as providers, but really the patient? How do you see that collaborative care model really working in, in the ENT space? I think it's been really great for us because we've had lots of ENT docs come up and talk to us and ask what we do and like how do we play a part because we're an audiology billing company. Mm -hmm. And you know our response is we like to come in and we like to train your staff as a whole. We like to go over the billing process and the nuances of everyday care with everyone in your office because if the doctors understand what a third party is, when they're recommending hearing aids, they can help prep that patient for what they're gonna hear on the other side of that 
wall. Um, same thing for audiologists. E educating your audiologists, educating your front desk staff, educating your students about what's out there. I actually had a student come up to me and said, oh, I just bought hearing aids at Costco. And I was like, she's like, is that good or bad? So I had some time to educate her on the differences and why you should go to a audiologist that's, you know, in a practice or a standalone and what the benefits are and the different types of hearing aids that they offer versus just going to Costco or another place to, or CVS. She said she had a patient ask about a CVS hearing aid. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just educating people across the board and what the nuances are and the questions they may be asked um, and how to respond to those questions, it helps prep for that patient when they go to that audiologist for hearing care or, they, or they're thinking about hearing aids. Because I've had patients ask um, ENT physicians, do I really need to get a hearing aid? Like, is that really gonna be beneficial to me? So having that dialogue across all you know, verticals in the office, I think it's good because it's continuity of care for your patient. Everybody's speaking the same language, answering the question the same way. Absolutely. Well, we certainly appreciate you being here. I hope you plan to come back next year. Yes, ma'am. Well, we, we certainly me. look forward to it. All right, thank you.